letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories. From News Talk 830-WCCO, this is the All Local. With Wednesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include local public safety officials warning people to stay safe on the roadways and the waterways this weekend. A controversial bike route has been approved in St. Paul and controversy for Minneapolis-based Target. But we'll begin with the anniversary of George Floyd's death. Killed three years ago today by former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. We have team coverage starting with WCCO's Steve Simpson. Today marks three years since George Floyd was killed by Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin. He, of course, was convicted of murder and sentenced to 22 years in prison, three others serving time for their roles as well. There are a number of events taking place to remember this day that sparked protests and outrage across the world. Just a block from 38th in Chicago, there's a Say My Name cemetery with the names of others around the country who have been killed by police. Billy has lived in the neighborhood for some 30 years, considers himself a caretaker of the cemetery and George Floyd Square. We have people coming from all over the world still, day and night. Um, they park in front of my house, so I, I love seeing, you know, I just don't ever want to see that end because it already feels like when you leave the neighborhood or the city that it's forgotten. The group Rise and Remember holding a two-day event to remember those lost and to inspire people to come together in community and build racial equity. Well, look, well, you should check on him. He's not responsive right now. The intense feelings of powerlessness that day three years ago still lingers for many. Those who stood helplessly and watched as former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin kneeled on George Floyd's neck. Others in the community also will never forget. And healing from those wounds, though, is possible, says Dr. Willie Garrett, president of the Minnesota Association of Black Psychologists. There is no time period for grief and loss and pain. There's no time period for it. You sort of deal with it in pieces. He says, though, reaching out and talking to others and doing good in the world can help. And maybe somewhere way down the line, they'll reach a point where they don't have those feelings popping up again. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. On this anniversary of George Floyd's murder, the Minneapolis City Council passing an honorary resolution honoring victims of police brutality and their families. Whereas if we are to honor the and acknowledge the hardship of victims of police brutality and create systemic change, we must uh, boldly and clearly name the problem. The city council also sat in silence for nine minutes and 49 seconds. That's how long former officer Derek Chauvin knelt on Floyd's neck, killing him. Governor Tim Walz says Minnesota continues to make progress for people of color in the state now three years after Floyd's killing. He says even with historic improvements in graduation rates and low unemployment rates for people of color, more still needs to be done. While making progress, um, I think this budget goes the furthest that we've ever seen and starting to close some of those gaps, starting to make sure that communities of color and the black community feels valued and also sees the ability to control their own destiny. Wall says the new public safety piece passed by lawmakers gives more community groups a chance to work with law enforcement and reduce crime.
Local public safety officials are making their annual pre-memorial weekend plea for extra attention on the roadways and waterways. State Patrol Lieutenant Gordon Shank says drivers carrying a lot of gear in their cars and trucks need to make sure they secure their load before leaving the driveway. We've had fatal crashes as a result of uh, debris coming off of another vehicle or another trailer. So please, I'm begging you, make sure that you check everything before you head out. It's uh, It's been a long winter and we're finally getting out. We want everyone to do it safely and the last thing we want is that something comes off of a, a vehicle that it's completely preventable. Patrol officials say our nice weather this weekend is expected to increase traffic levels and lure more people than usual to state parks, lakes, and other attractions. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. After Uber threatened to pull its service from Greater Minnesota, Governor Walls has now vetoed a rideshare bill that would have improved pay and working conditions for Uber and Lyft drivers in the state. Walls has ordered further studies on the legislation. Uber and Lyft drivers protested outside the governor's office at the Capitol today. In a statement, Walls says rideshare drivers deserve fair wages and working conditions. He is committed to finding solutions that balance the interests of all parties and that this is not the right bill to achieve those goals. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minnesota Department of Health is reporting the state's suicide rate ticked up slightly in 2022 with 835 people taking their own life. Officials say it is the eighth leading cause of death in Minnesota. The state's prevention efforts are based on the premise that suicides are preventable, mental illness is treatable, and recovery is possible. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Laura Oaks. The Minnesota Department of Public Safety has launched a new artificial intelligence tool in its Driver and Vehicle Services Division. It's an online multilingual virtual assistant to better communicate with customers for whom English is not their first language. State Information Technology Commissioner Tarek Tomes. When we can use technology to be a digital connector of people, we create closer communities and, and we connect closer to the people that we serve and we understand better how the services that we provide. The chatbot can communicate with customers in English, Hmong, Spanish and Somali. The St. Paul City Council has given the green light to a controversial bike route. After nearly two years of controversy, the St. Paul City Council approved a plan to build a protected bikeway along historic Summit Avenue. More than 90 preservationists, cyclists, homeowners and environmental activists testified for roughly four hours at last night's meeting. The elevated bikeway is expected to be installed as Summit Avenue is reconstructed in phases. It's expected to add about $12 million to the estimated $100 million reconstruction cost. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. More than 1,000 mental health professionals, advocates, as well as those who suffer and their families are meeting at the Minneapolis Convention Center for their annual conference. It's called NAMICON. The National Alliance on Mental Illness is holding its annual convention in person for the first time since 2019. You know, we always talk about mental illness as being a no-hot-dish illness, right? You don't get that support that you might for any other illness. Minnesota NAMI Executive Director Sue Abderholden says the goal is to learn from one another and what's working in each state. We all have pockets of excellence. For example, someone might be do, doing really well with, you know, children's residentials um, or children's in-home. We do really well with our schooling to mental health services. The end goal? I really hope that they feel um, more passion for creating change in their home communities. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO.
Target's decision to remove some pride-related merchandise has caught the attention of a local LGBTQ advocacy group. Backlash and threats to staff at Target stores nationwide has resulted in the removal of items from the store celebrating Pride Month. Advocacy group Outfront Minnesota's executive director Kat Roan says one concern is how Target will handle this decision internally with its staff. Target employees who are part of the LGBTQ community I'm sure they're having questions about how this feels and how this looks like for them. Roan says the next step for Target should be engaging with the community in the wake of the merchandise pullback. We have reached out to Target to find out how we can help and, and be engaged in the conversation more. Target did not indicate what particular items it would take off its shelves. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. St. Paul City Council has unanimously passed an ordinance that will require gun owners to safely store their weapons or face charges. The measure is meant to keep stolen guns off the streets and would allow for gun owners to be charged with a misdemeanor if they allow an unauthorized person to access their weapon. That would include leaving it in a car without a gun lock or a locked container. Mayor Melvin Carter says he'll sign the measure, which also has the support of the city's police chief. Critics say the ordinance is both unenforceable and unconstitutional. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. Late spring is turning into a slow start on Minnesota lakes. Fishing guide Steve Carney tells WCCO Steve Thompson that bites might be tough to come by. So everything is still, as we've talked about for the last month and a half, things are at least two weeks late. And I'm really hoping, you know, for Memorial Weekend coming up that things get jump-started. But it's going to be a close one. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I mean, I just don't know. Carney says he's also seeing a shortage of shiner minnows, which makes it tough to catch walleye. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsey Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.